You know, Shane and Ed, uh, I have been seeing something come up frequently on some of my favorite TV programs, and I thought it was a lot of hokum. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as a one TV series I like is called uh, Unforgettable. And, of course, there is the uh, mandatory uh, geek there, super geek, uber geek. And he often talks about, wait a minute, I'll go into the dark web to see what's going on. <laughs> I think, yeah, right, this is science fiction. Only it isn't. I looked it up online the other day, and uh, we have somebody with us, as a matter of fact, whose article helped me find out that there's a whole lot going on that I wasn't aware of underneath what we Open call... Open your eyes a little bit. Oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> Wendy Boswell is with us. She is uh, one of the editors at About.com, a great source for information about a lot of things. Wendy, thank you so much for being with us here on the Internet Advisor. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Wendy, how long ago, I mean, did this dark web come into existence, or has it always been there on the Internet? Well, you know, I think that uh, some places on the web have always been, you know, what we know as the dark web. Uh, as long as people have wanted an anonymous place to share information that is uh, free from censorship. Um, unfortunately, like you were mentioning in the intro there, the dark web has a bit of an unsavory reputation. There's mm. a lot of um, incorrect information, I would say, floating around. Oh. Uh, you know, if you're, like, if you're a House of Cards fan, I don't know if you watch House of Cards. There was a uh-huh. big story arc on on that, and uh-huh. so yeah, it's all over the place. I've seen it in so many different kinds of series, and I thought it was like you know some kind of science science fiction invention until yeah. <laughs> I looked at this, and it's not. It certainly isn't. Well, let's talk about so the dark web is is not a different place necessarily than the internet that we all access, right? No, yeah. Well, you know, before I get into what the dark web is, it's probably best to explain that there's actually several different layers, uh, so to speak, to the web. There's the surface web, uh, which we're all used to, the one that, you know, we go visit our favorite websites. Right. um, And and that includes any content that's easily crawled or indexed by search engines. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a limit to what search engines include in their indexes, and that's where the term invisible web comes into play. We're not uh-huh. quite to the dark web yet. There's okay. the invisible web, and then that mainly refers to the vast repository of information that search engines and directories uh, don't have direct access to and are not including in their index, like databases, libraries, court records, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. um, so okay. information in these databases is generally inaccessible to software spiders and crawlers, uh, there's, you know, there's nothing really nefarious going on here. Sure. There's several different factors that why a site would not be included in a search engine index, but basically it boils down to technical barriers. Um, for instance, university library sites that require passwords sure. to access their information are not going to be included in search engine right. results. Now, Wendy, excuse well me, as, let me, let me back here for just a second because okay. this may be kind of a revelation to our our audience, you know, as you say, we all use, we Google things, we, sure. you know, uh, go on Facebook, etc. You mentioned that there are bots that are at work or spiders, I think they're called spider, yeah. mm-hmm. that are out there yeah. gathering information that mm-hmm. fill these things that we are using, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's exactly where that information, now, what you're saying is that those spider bots, I think they're called, can't get to certain places, as you said, because of maybe university, which has sealed off its information from the general web, and that's where this invisible web is. Okay. Right. And the invisible web, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking, if you think about databases, that's really where the invisible web comes into play. So, okay. um, it's, you know, anything is in there, both public and private, anything from NASA to the Patent and Trademark Office 
to the SEC to pay databases like LexisNexis, which require a fee to search. Right, gotcha. Um, you can definitely get to the individual web. It used to be that these pages were difficult to get to, um, but search engines have gotten pretty sophisticated over the years and and have overcome many of the technical barriers that made it impossible for them to find these pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do to find get these pages that are not making it into search engines, you can still find them directly if you know how, by piggybacking right. on search engines to right. drill down into databases. So, for example, if you just did, if you went to Google right now and just typed in weather and database, you'd come up with some pretty fascinating information, and then you can mm. drill down into those databases wow. to now, really I should, uncover a wealth of information. I should say, folks, by the way, Wendy Boswell is a great authority on search, period, and that would be something I'd love to talk with you more about, uh, but we're going to stick with the conversation right now on the dark web. But Wendy's, uh, you can find it at about.com, and uh, we have another link as well to the article that you wrote so that people can find out some of the more other articles. you. But you're involved all the time researching these things, looking into how search is going on, et cetera. So I just want to say you are, a, you are the um, uh, kind of the, the front door to an incredible world of information about searching. But let's go back now to this third level, which is the dark web or the dark yeah. deep web. Yeah, so now, we can, now we've, that we've defined there's different uh, parts of the web. There's the surface web, there's the invisible web. Now we can finally get to what the dark web, also known as dark net, uh, really is. So if the surface web is basically everything that a search engine offers up in its index, and the invisible web, which incidentally is estimated to be at least 500 times larger than what we see in the surface web is wow. gigantic. Um, the dark web is uh, basically a small, relatively small portion of the invisible web, um, mm. and there's a lot of different stuff going on there, anything from... Um, yes, drug trafficking to uh, all sorts of different illegal activities to just people who are looking to share information safely in an unsafe environment or culture with complete freedom from censorship. In other words, there's not all bad stuff going on no, on is the it, deep web. By the way, and is this where the tours are going on, the torrents, where people are sharing like movies and things like this, which would be illegal because they're, patent, they're copyrighted? Uh, is, is this the realm? Well, that, that's kind of a, BitTorrent is a peer-to-peer file sharing system, and um, it's kind of a different entity altogether than the deep web. The okay. deep web, um, when you say there's, there's two different things you said, there, um, there's Tor, which is a actual browser client that you use to anonymize your uh, browsing, ah, your web browsing. Ah, and then okay. there's BitTorrent, which is a peer-to-peer file sharing system, and it's not just illegal stuff being shared on right, right. Um, BitTorrent, although that does unfortunately make up most of what the BitTorrent mm-hmm. um, system ends up sharing. But there's, you know, there's books and files and all sorts of things. But um, Tor is actually, I was going to um, talk about that next because that's one of the most popular anonymizing tools or clients that you can use to access the deep web. So that's a piece of software, though, called the, the Tor, right? Or it's yeah, a browser. It's, it's actually, it's a browser, right? Yeah, it's basically a, a proxy. Um, ah. You know, basically, the, the dark web is made up of sites. It's not just, you can't just click a dark web, um, you can't just put a dark web uh, site address into your, you know, Chrome or Firefox browser bar and go there. It takes specialized browsers and protocols in order to access these sites. You're no, not when, when, by the way, excuse me, Wendy, I, I, t- I am terribly naive in this. My, my co-host Shane, 
picked up his laptop, yeah. turned it around, and showed me Tor. Showed you Tor. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something you're familiar with, Shane? A little bit. Now, since since we're having you on, I, I did a little bit more research, and I'm, I'm just getting into it a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I downloaded Tor, and it, it's, it's, it's just like you know Firefox or Mozilla. You know, it's just another mm-hmm. browser. Mm-hmm. But you need to know right. what the, how to use that browser, though. Ah, okay. So there's a trick to using it. Well, the the thing about uh, accessing the deep web is you can't just get there typing them in, like I said, and they're not indexed by search engines, so navigation here is tricky. It's, it's hidden, they're hidden, and they take some level of computer sophistication to reach. I mean, uh. basically, most people aren't going to just casually drop by the dark web. It's not just a matter of following a link or using a search engine. What you have to do is download specialized browser clients in order to access the dark web, like Tor. Mm-hmm. And uh, these tools are going to do two things for you. First, they're going to connect you to the subset of networks that make up the dark web. And they are also going to completely uh, anonymize your every step by encrypting where you are, where you're coming from, what you're doing, everything. Oh, now I got to ask you now, is this sure. the place that we might bump into the NSA or the FBI? Because yeah. apparently uh, Edward Snowden, who was the, yeah. the big leaker, he used this, right? Yeah, and see, that's exactly. Now, these anonymizers, uh, you know, a lot of people use them because they're concerned about privacy. They're concerned about the NSA okay. possibly logging their online activities. Mm-hmm. And so these anonymizers have actually grown in popularity because people are legitimately concerned Okay, about Wendy, that. we have to take a quick yeah. break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about is it safe to visit the dark web? We'll be doing that in a minute. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor. In uh, just a minute, we're going to be talking with... Joe Bastian about the publication of his third book in the Nain Rouge, the Red Dwarf series. And that'll be coming up in just a moment. Right now, however, we're continuing a conversation with Wendy Boswell, who is with the About.com. She's one of the editors there on search in particular. We've been talking about the dark web or the deep net, deep web sometimes. It goes by a whole bunch of different kind of names. But it's talking about um, a part of the Internet that most of us probably will not get to. Am I right? <laughs> Wendy, most of you have to be pretty skilled, or at least you have to know about these different uh, browsers, like the Tor, to get in there. Yeah, like I said, you're not just gonna, you're not just going to like happen across these sites. They're, they're not part of the network of uh, the regular stuff that we are able to visit just by you know getting on to Google or visiting our favorite sites. They take some doing to get there. And as I was mentioning, these anonymizer, anonymizers, you know. Um, the main, that's the main draw of the dark web is it, it is anonymous. Um, there is no censorship there. However, uh, these browser clients that you're downloading, it doesn't mean, you had mentioned earlier, you know, is the NSA there, is the FBI there? Yes. Uh, these Tor clients, the, these browser clients uh, that are anonymizing your track, they are not completely untraceable. If you listen to the news, <laughs> um, you'll be able to figure it out pretty quick because we hear people about, you know, being caught doing some um, naughty stuff uh, via the dark web on a regular basis. You know, using these tools makes you much more difficult to track, but it's not impossible. And I should also point out that while downloading these anonymizing tools and clients is definitely not illegal, I really want to emphasize that, Yes. You can become a person of interest, so to speak. That's exactly it. That. Because you're poking yeah. your... You poke, watch out for it then, Shane, if you're poking your nose in there. Now, by the way, uh, there's something I had heard of once called the Silk Road, which was supposed to be yeah. this incredible big open market, like a black market for all sorts of things, everything from weapons to uh, who knows what. Was that yeah, there? the Silk Road, um, it's actually shut down now, and there, but there are other stores popping up to take up its place. But 
Um, the Silk Road was a, a gigantic marketplace on the dark web, mostly infamous for buying and selling, uh, you know, illegal narcotics, but also offering a wide variety of other goods for sale, anything from, you know, drugs to murder for hire to, you know, pretty wow. much anything you can imagine. That's and um, it has been shut down, um, but in 2013, but um, according to several sources, there was over $1 billion worth of goods there sold before wow. it was taken offline. Incredible. Wendy, yeah. why don't, just maybe kind of to wrap up on things here, um, we talked a little bit about who can get in there and how to get in there and what you can find when you're getting in there. It sounds like uh, this is not something for people uh, to kind of fool around in. You better know what you're doing when you get in there uh, well, because yeah, you could, you could land so. in some, some difficulty. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is that um, it's definitely an interesting place to visit. Um, you know, I, I would say everybody needs to, to use, it's up to the, the viewer discretion of advice, basically, is what I would say. Yep. Um, you know, there's, it's not as exciting as, uh, visiting the dark web is not as exciting as movies and TV shows make it out to be. There's not going to be people <laughs> contacting you to, you know, hack into the vice president's email or, or, or whatever. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's illegal or towing the line there, but there's also homegrown alternatives to various commercial services, um, like Twitter or Pandora. Okay. Um, there's also a lot of scammers there. Yes. <laughs> who are looking for easy marks. Yeah, so, and just be, um, yeah, so. be, be aware of that when you get in there. It's a wild, exactly. if it's the Wild West, this is the Wild, Wild West. Wendy, I want to thank yeah, you really. so much for being with sure. us on the show to talk about this. And, and folks, we will, uh, you know, once again, if you go to internetadvisor.net, you can click on that and find out more information about the original article that Wendy posted. And then I will also make sure we get a clear link to her and to the work that she's doing. Wendy Boswell, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Delight to have you on. Wendy Boswell from About.com.